The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. But she caught me on the counter, saw me banging on the sofa. I even had her in the shower. She even caught me on camera. What's up, people? This is the shit you might have missed. Bringing in the show is me, T. Rich, up with accompaniment from uh, yeah, S. Double. Yeah, S. Double. Uh, so let's do some introductions. Hey, it's me. Hey, S. Double. Coming to us live from somewhere. Hey, Savage. Sipping on a Crippa Cola. Lee Bendit the Third, aka Da Vinci Park. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. Now, obviously, that song was chosen for one governor of the state of Virginia, <laughs> Ralph Northam. It's the new Northam anthem. It is. Who was? <laughs> he had an interesting. He had a. He had an interesting week. Last week, um, he catching red-headed, called him black. He had a shame. <laughs> no, no, dark no. Faced? He, he had Call a shame black faced, week because he started night. off being maybe kind of racist with this picture, but then he ended up being full out racist in trying to deny that he was in this picture. Because how many times have you dressed up in blackface <laughs> and or clan? memorabilia or, or, or uniform so much so that you don't remember whether or not it's you in the picture. Like, I feel like I remember every costume I've ever worn since I was cognizant, you know what I'm saying, of myself. Because, like, you remember when you put on costumes, especially if it has a whole bunch of makeup or it may be controversial or something like that. So, you know, I just feel like his last statement when he was like, I don't remember if it's me. I'm just like, well, see now, you done dressed up or been around too much racist shit for you to qualify as being able to get anywhere out of this at all. Because I remember my black and yellow flea costume that really looked like a bumblebee, but you know, whatever. Yeah, he... It was it was a little bit rough. He started out talking about um, killing babies. What? Huh? what? No. You didn't hear about that? No, no. I heard about the Northam thing. I didn't hear about the killing babies part. Yeah, like, he was like, you know, certain things I, I tune out. We're gonna look at late term abortion, where if the child is born and the mother doesn't want it, there'll be a conversation to determine what to do next with the baby, and then fall on blackface, but. Okay. In the words of Shaggy. As I as I think about it, I'm pretty sure I can recall every costume I've right. I've ever worn. That's good because right. I got I got I got one of you as a as a as a more because there's such special at, occasions. At, uh, it's a procurement that I'm process. Leak it's never in a year. just. And I want you to deny it. You made the costume. <laughs> 
You'll never be able to deny it. Right, because then you're just dressing as yourself. Like, well, But uh, my costume was really good. I, I really enjoyed wearing it. I, I, that's not the point. It's just the fact that like like she was saying, like y'all saying, y'all both saying that you can remember oh, yeah. your costume. Yeah, yeah. Like you made your costume. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to remember making your costume. If yeah. you go through the process of actually taking shoe polish and painting your face. I'm sorry. Most deaf. I'm, well, I cutting just up a bed sheet. Yeah, yeah. Throwing it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and making it stand up like a little, like the little steeple right? hat, whatever. Yeah, that's I mean, not what sheets do on their own. Not at all. <laughs> that takes a little effort or and some work. Or going out to find that curl twig. You know, you know what I'm like, like each article of a costume is carefully sourced. And considered, you know what I'm saying. You remember putting the makeup on. Like there is no aspect, especially of a when costume. you don't find That's... it all together in one shebang. That costume, you never was, do. yeah, that costume was like, okay, I'm gonna need to get this. Yeah, you had to run to out that. and get something you were missing. Yeah, like, oh shit, I forgot like the coon face. I like, oh, I gotta get uh, like, am I got oh, any coon? Man. Yeah, yeah, like I. But I yeah, think, Karen. I think I'm way more disappointed in him as a politician than as a racist, though. Because I mean, at this point in time, you know, I just I come to expect. When, when I hear somebody's racist, that I don't, I'm not surprised by it. I'm, I'm, am I disappointed? Frequently. But am I surprised? Uh, I mean, you know, this is America. You know? <laughs> yeah, when but, I saw it, I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But if he had just handled this like slightly different, then the narrative would have been completely different. So I think as a politician, he just didn't have the political skill to finesse the situation the right way. And I'm disappointed in him as a politician. Okay, he so I'm, me down as a politician. I'm going to ask a question in a second, but I think T-Rich has something she would like to say. So please. I don't remember what it was now because you started talking. I was trying to make sure that you, I didn't over talk you. I was I was waiting to see what his response was going to be when it first came out, because the first thing I heard about Ralph Northam this weekend was actually the question that he got on the floor of the House of of Virginia delegates or whatever they call it about the late term abortion bill that he was talking about. So I was like, okay. And then the picture came out and the picture was released by a conservative news website. So I was like, well, now see. You know what I'm saying? Normally, I would be like, sir, you know what I'm saying? You got some explaining to do. And it may, you know what I'm saying, be in, in conjunction with your resignation. But I was like, I don't really I really need to see what he says, because this is a planned attack. You know what I'm saying? That managed this picture <coughs> managed to get through all opposition research during a very intense campaign, but was leaked at just the right time when he said something about late term abortions by a conservative website. So I was like, let's see what his response was. And his first response was, I don't know if that's me in the picture. And I was like, well, now see that right there, sir, has me all fucked up because, you know what I'm saying? You don't remember your costume and I got a problem with that. But then, you know what I'm saying? When he was like, it's not even me. I was like, well, now you don't even remember which racist fuck boy you were. Now you just all the way in. It's the also so like to be clear. I just want to also throw out there, like from my understanding, this was on his page though. So that that page in the book. That's what I was about to say. So, like yeah. your school is so racist that one you can't remember which racist person you dressed up as, and it was okay to print it in yeah, a it yearbook. Didn't get vetoed. No. <laughs> It the editors Virginia weren't like, mm, no. No, we're going we gonna to give this good page space. Ralph like Northam. Maybe it's, like, like, it's not like he's going to run for like, you know, like politics or anything like that. He's, he's good. If he does, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not like he's going to run for like senator. It wasn't even shit. on like a MySpace page, which is like some old ass shit that has since gone away. No, somebody centered this picture. 
and sent it to a printer. And when it came back, they looked at it and were like, you know what? Yep. This is good. This is the look we want. Let's go ahead. Publish it. Stamp it approved. There were proofs and drafts. <laughs> and is is that a picture that you, sir, selected to go on your page? Did someone just happen to find it? And you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It was a great night. Yeah, put that in there. Like, how did... I have questions about this picture. I feel like, I feel like he went to the same school as Kavanaugh. <laughs> like, right. motherfuckers can't remember what, what shit. Did the, the, the defense of the picture is, is all fucked up because it's like, well, I didn't even order the yearbook. I didn't submit anything on my behalf. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else must have sent that in. You know what I'm saying? I had to call a friend and ask, you know what I'm saying? Was that me? And it's just like... Nigga, that's just, just a weird... That, see, that's a weird, like, dodge of accountability. Like I got to call my friend and ask if it was his dick and my girlfriend's pussy, you know what I'm saying, when my wife caught me out there. Really? That's the question that you had to call your friend and ask? Was that your dick? I mean, like... I, I, Is that I, your dick? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your dick? <laughs> That's all the bad cheese. I mean, because that's how that sounds to me. Is that my face? Like, what? No. Nah. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, so many problems. But he did give us a good intro for today, so there is that. You the real Number MVP. Virginia, you want to get a second black governor? That has surfaced the that photo. That so loud. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, old or new. I didn't, like, read the whole article or anything like that, but bitch McConnell Oh, the, uh, um, the the confed. That's what I was gonna say. The confederate flag, flag behind him. So, how do you feel about that? Because apparently, that came up before and it went away. Mm-hmm. So now that it's back up again, around the same time, it's kind of like, okay, you got your guy out here, we got my guy out here. Uh, you know, there's, you know, that's an asshole move either way. You know, if twenty five year old man or however old he was when he was doing the whole blackface, right. whatever. Right. But confederate flag, you know, we we know what that shit is. It's heritage. Ain't he team mega? I mean, I feel like if you're Team MAGA, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just your bona fides right I there. don't think... Has he ever actually been like like he's MAGA? I think he's just kind of like, you know, just, you know, just like quietly just allowed the president to just do fuck shit. Oh, who? I mean, bitch McConnell? Yeah, yeah. Nah, he ain't been quiet. He's been... He's been mad? He he's, said he's, he's MAGA? Been, he no, he's don't been, bring debate to the Senate floor. Yeah, he's like, been vigilant in his support of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's been an obstructor, but I'm just saying, I don't recall him ever being like, you know, like saying, make America great again. But then again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm at. Look, I understand I like that what I say is not necessarily accurate. Well, you so, know how sometimes you is understood? I feel like his MAGA is understood. Yeah, I, feel like, I, I don't I feel think like I've it's ever implied. Heard him. It's like implied yeah. racism. I've never it. heard him say MAGA, but yeah, yeah. I, I, but, this is one of them situations where you complicit by supporting the progenitor not, of MAGA. No, I'm not disagreeing. Right. That's yeah. accurate. I feel that's accurate right yeah. there. I agree with that. I feel like there's levels to this MAGA shit. You know what I'm saying? Like some dudes wear that hat, just like some dudes wear face paint. You know what I'm saying? At football games. Other motherfuckers got tie pins, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, like, nice ties that, you know what I'm saying, unless you're paying attention, you don't know. And I feel like Mitch is in the tie pin, and, you know, in, 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 in the... In the yeah, got pin. the little special tie clip and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like he, he wear the signifiers, you know what I'm saying? He just ain't all out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying, with his face paint on. Because he's like, come on now, we better than that. But Bitch McConnell like, also... He, he, is, he is also... Uh, in my mind, <laughs> firmly support, firmly planted. It's already niche. That's what's really funny. <laughs> it's the way it so easily just rolls off. Like, yeah, so bitch McConnell. Oh, you want bitch McConnell? Yeah. yeah. He. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm 
trying really? to like stifle it, but it just I got think, funnier. If you know me, you know that my fav- my my least favorite form of deception is hypocrisy. I, I abhor dishonesty of all kinds, but hypocrisy I hate most of all. Because that's the person being honest with them, being dishonest with themselves and it impacting other people. And I hate that. And Mitch McConnell is the like one of the biggest hypocrites in political history. And it just friggin annoys me. I mean, Mitch McConnell does one thing that's like he'll do. He'll have some massive vote or some massive movement. And then soon as there's a power shift, um, he does the exact opposite. <laughs> With complete disregard for the fact that he did the exact opposite in the exact same circumstance, like a year before or six months before. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's happened with Supreme Court justice nominations. It's happened. I mean, you name it. And it happened with Fig Newton, too. Oh, that's what we did. I don't know. A bitch, (laughs) Newton? I don't know. Are we talking about Newt Gingrich? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> like, what? Are we talking about snacks? Newt Gingrich? I don't know. I don't know. Like, Bitch McConnell is just so... Bitch? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Did know. you say was. gang bitch? I said gang bitch, but I oh. gang bitch. Like a gang bitch? I think we, we might have something there. I don't know. I, I, I think Bitch McConnell was just very like, you know, I was just, I just... I just wanted to be involved, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, it didn't I mean, work out that time. Most of the times, my yes answer are good, though. He just, he's a hypocrite, and I hate hypocrisy, I think, most of all. He's just a hypocrite, man. And then, so now it's like the I think your your colors, you know, no pun intended, start showing when you have a Democratic governor who has a picture that he's in where he was participating in racist activities, um, depending on what story you believe, <laughs> which half baked story you believe. Um <laughs> And then you have people on the right calling him a racist and saying he should resign. When in certain other circumstances with people they support, they would not be saying that. But you also have Democrats saying this is racist and he should resign. Mm -hmm. And I think as problematic as the Democratic Party is, more frequently they not, they tend to not be so hypocritical on these types of issues. More Al frequently Franken. than not. So, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking because Al Franken actually stepped down. Exactly, and like he was actually a senator that I liked in terms of what he was doing. He was like giving no fucks about like in them Senate review committees or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was getting it in. So I haven't um, heard a single conservative say anything about uh, Bishop McConnell's photo. No, I haven't heard anything. And you from won't. Them. You won't. Exactly. You won't unless it's unless it's deflection, kind of like Roger Goodell with uh Colin Kaepernick, I feel if owners wanted to, you know, improve their team and they felt Colin Kaepernick could help them do it, then they would hire him. Hypocrisy, yo. Yeah. So, along the same lines, yeah. Uh. Apparently, 21 Savage is a UK resident and has overstayed his visa and was arrested by ICE. Silence and then like (laughs) (laughs) they weren't even targeting him. Uh, They wanted to arrest the person he was in the car with, and (laughs) 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 it was like, oh wait, 
Dude, you came here in 2005 and just stayed? Like, you were supposed to leave, like, a year later. Like He's a resident of the UK? Yeah. Maybe I've never heard him talk. Like, he has... 21, 21, 21. That's all I heard he, him say. It's 21, 21, 21. He overstayed his visa here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he get one of the most deaf... Um, World Global passports because that didn't work out. <laughs> Y'all seen either. Wow, <laughs> they just get one wow, sir. Because he got a drug charge. Oh, okay. I guess you don't keep him if you so, so he deported with no return. <laughs> they just locked him up. Mm. Um, and everybody was like, Wait, I thought he was from Atlanta. Um, he is not because <laughs> also the shade room, which uh, I mean. The amount of work these people do is amazing. Um, they posted his birth certificate and the yeah. long form. Mm-hmm, the long form. I feel like. Go ahead. I, I'm just going to ask something after you. Go ahead. I'm, I mean, I don't. I may or may not have all the answers, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like between Nobody like does. the like the the shade room and like your your university alumni association. Like, I feel like they can, like, you know, just, like, go to work for the CIA and really get a lot of shit solved. Like, I don't know how to fuck my alumni association. Always knows where the fuck I move, but they find me. Like, like fast. Ever like, hey, welcome your to your new calls. spot. Why do you know my number? Yeah. Why do you know where I live? Welcome to your new house. I'm glad you're here. Uh... You want to give me get this money? Yeah, can we get this money? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all my alumni association ever has to say to me is, is can I get this money? Make sure you up, up make, make sure you update your, your name and your address for our Rolodex. Like motherfucker, you already got the information. Both of them, high school and college. Yeah. I think my high school association is more, is more gangster than my college association because uh-huh. that's five like five years earlier. Because I took a year off. I took a gap, a gap year. year. Yeah. You took a gap year? I did. Before gap years were popular? I took, yeah, I did. Wow. You were working then, weren't you? Yeah. I, I was. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not really a gap year. I, I don't really qualify as a gap year. If you ain't traveling, that's not really a gap year. You ain't just laying around. That's not a gap year. It was very specific. It was an educational gap year. Okay. A vocational. Okay. Yeah, vocational gap year. There we go. That's like that even better. You're going to get this work. And I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Two jobs. Two jobs. But then I went to school and then kept working two jobs. I don't know. Nothing wrong with two jobs. Supposed to stop (laughs) working the two jobs. So Demi Lovato had something to say about it, and people quickly called her a crackhead, and she did not like that. Um, So then she just almost overdosed last year. That's why they called her a crackhead. Oh, okay. They were like, "Well, nobody making no jokes when you was out here half dead." The craziest thing about it, though, was that she wasn't actually retweeting any American memes. She was retweeting the British memes, which was, you know, it she she it was the most innocuous thing mm-hmm. that she retweeted, which was really just a comment on his Britishness. It was an ink pot with a quill, and it was like, who knew this was how Twenty One Savage was writing his lyrics? You know what I'm saying? And like all these rappers came for her. You know what I'm saying? Out of nowhere, and I'm just like. Did anyone actually read the tweet, or we all just reading the mentions of the mentions and the mentions? Because like but the way they came for her was out. so savage, it and it was, was like if no anybody had seen the actual <laughs> tweet, if anybody had done their due diligence, then they would be like, "Oh, y'all need to just chill out." You know, but, what I'm but nobody does like, due diligence these days. I mean, everybody wants to their information fun. microwave fast. Like they like you know that's why they have clickbait now. Well, based on the way you just described the meme, that actually it sounds hilarious. I think I would like to see it. I mean, somebody was like, oh, when 21 Savage said he got the bag, this is what he meant. And it was like a tea bag. 
And so <laughs> when his mom was like, funny. When, oh, when he, funny. when he said something about when he said he got that red, this is what he meant. And it was like an old picture of the British in red coats. Yeah. So, I mean, there were lots of. No, that's just somebody learning how to do puns. That's the internet being the internet. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You applaud that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what you did. Winning, which, yeah. it always which it always does. does. Always does. The internet is 100%. Yeah, yeah. No one's yeah. ever beaten the internet. And no. you know what? That's a fact, sir. And you know what? I agree with that, too. Black, just want to let you know. Black American Twitter and Black British Twitter were not on the same page with each other. Oh wow! And you know the funny so, the funny so. part is the Black American Twitter is the one who was catching feelings, and they ain't even he ain't even American. Be- because huh? we so caught up in the deportation issue, you know what I'm saying? That we couldn't actually wrap our minds around the fact that wait a minute, this nigga like Rick Ross been lying to us about who he is, and we just bought it hook, line, and sinker, and instead of you know what I'm saying? Focusing on our gullibleness, you know what I'm saying? We just gonna focus on another issue. Yeah. I wish I was more familiar with 21 side. I don't. I mean, I, I just all I know is 21, 21, 21. Well, that's, he, that's that's what I, I know. I, this is an opportunity. I could have been one of the people on the internet he's making got, some of these jokes if I knew who he he's was. He's got a but knife I, I tattooed on his forehead. He's the that's, that's all I need to know. That sounds that, familiar. He, he was he was he was smashing Amber Rose for a while. He was that like narrow. He was like, Oh, she wow, introduced me to water. Sir. Because he didn't drink water before her. He didn't drink water before her. He was like, she introduced me to water and like vegetables. Who said this? 21, 21, (laughs) 21. (laughs) Wait, he said this about who? 21 Savage said that Amber Rose introduced him to water because he did not drink such things Nigga, it comes out the tap. When you pull, it's free. That's mm-hmm. that's what you got. So in three years, he gonna have kidney failure. Is that what we're saying? Like he just started. Well, I guess it's a good thing now. he's a maybe, maybe British resident. Yeah, you maybe, know, maybe he can go get that point. universal health care. He can't get shit here. Yeah, that's true. So maybe this works out in his favor. We don't have to take this. <laughs> all right, off you go then. But you remember like <laughs> off. all those memes they were showing about like Twenty One Savage looks like he's the the next. Um, Villain saying we're gonna take Atlanta hostage. And you know the villains are always British, they so are. this are. just falls right in line with the twenty one, twenty one, twenty one. Um, apparently he has a hot song with but J Cole. Well, J Cole has a hot song and he's just on it. No, twenty one Savage has a song and J Cole has a hot sixteen because oh, okay. that's what J Cole does. I mean, yeah. hello, J, J. Cole Jermaine is like the king Cole. of doing features all over the world. You know, everybody's joints and like not having anybody do any features on his song. Yep. <laughs> He's done like three albums straight with no features on it. And it's freaking great. And then wrote a line about it. You know what? Redman used to do the same shit. Mm-hmm. Redman's done a lot of fucking albums with nobody on that shit. It's just him. But he be on everybody else's shit murdering people on their own shit. Like, you know, all right. Even when J. Cole has a feature, it's just him using a different name and like changing his voice in the studio. It's just Kill Edward. Yeah, it's Kill Edward. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Uh, shout out for that middle child. That was great shit. Which I still haven't heard. Hey, and I'm a massive J. Cole fan, that, but that, I like... That sounds like a car back in the I type middle child into my Amazon, and Amazon didn't know what the hell I was talking don't, about. Don't let, don't let Amazon lie to you. <laughs> I was like, what is Am- Amazon on? is a liar and a thief. I am double clutching my pearls. You should. I should. Yeah, and if you were really wearing pearls, you should take them off and smack me with them, because I didn't Did do enough count? work. No, that was what really hurt. <laughs> I was she got specific. Kuma beads on. She like... She... <laughs> Those made out of she got a, Where the hell you get them? Yeah, coil, she got a coil <laughs> beads on. Coil beads, yeah. yeah. 
No, they're just wooden, I think. Why didn't you reprogram the synapses <laughs> to fire sequentially? Uh, we didn't think of that? You did your best. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd strike again. <laughs> Blick. Uh, okay. Where do we want to go now? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Caressing your post-it note? I don't know. I what am. What is your life like if Amber Rose introduced you to water? Exactly. Pretty sure. Well, Amber Rose, no, she's from Philadelphia, like yourself. You know, maybe she has like like a like a a wealth of just like diversity no, within I'm her. I'm not talking about Amber Rose as a person. Yeah. I'm talking about what that is your eggs. life like that you were you that old that before you got to water? He drank tea. That, that's what I'm <laughs> 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 He was drinking water. It just had herbs. It just had, in it. Right. All of them had herbs in With it. Steeped. Herbs. He was steeping herbs. And some milk. He was like, oh, <laughs> you can drink it without and the milk. herbs. And biscuits. I had no idea. <laughs> what is this clear liquid with no steeped herbs in it? This is rather quite delightful. It's delightful. So yes, yes. I like this. Yeah. This this water. It's 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 refreshing. No this sugar, no, no honey, no cream. <laughs> no biscuits. That's the kind of drink I like down with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you? Are you really sorry? He's not, he's not. No, he's not. I'm not. Hmm. Nah, we we could all got involved. Those heavy D lyrics. We all know those. Except for the time that Takia did heavy heavy D lyrics, and I forgot. Wow. <laughs> kind of like the time I did Money Love lyrics, and you were like, "I actually prefer the Money Love version." That <laughs> <laughs> was Money Love. That's not quite how it happened. <laughs> that is how it happened, but it's a little um, different. How it whatever. It's a little different. Does anyone else have anything they want to toss out? Because I have several things on my little green post that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did kind of want to revisit the, the trigger warning thing, but I don't want to beat like dead horses or whatever. Because I actually got the chance to finally finish the the whole thing or whatever. But I mean, it, we don't have to go back and review it. Um, I haven't I have even started it yet. Yeah, it's, it's okay if you haven't started it. It's okay. Sorry, I don't know why my voice went up two octaves. It did. I can't okay. go back to it. Okay. Um, I did look at his interview on The Breakfast Club, which I hate The Breakfast Club because yeah. Charlotte made. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always so conflicted. Drake, somebody show Drake. Me, show me something. They're like, oh, you got to take take a look at this. And it's an interview of somebody I would like to hear interviewed, but mm-hmm. they're on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I want to hear them, but I don't want them to, to get hear no them. clicks as yeah. a result of me. Like, I don't want to support it's all Charlemagne. You just get on mm-hmm. there. I, I, I can't. It's a horrible human. Um, yeah, I did listen to it. Um, it was definitely not as amusing as the Soldier Boy interview. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things are. I don't know if anything will ever be as amusing as that Soldier Boy. Drake? Drake? Let's go down your list of lies. <laughs> <laughs> your most famous lies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I feel I'm like... I'm saying millions is millions, Charlotte. Millions is millions, Charlotte. I feel like Killer Mike makes good points. But then... I don't know. Sometimes I want him to just stop talking. You want to quit while he's ahead? Yeah. Yeah. So, if you... I mean, you wanted us to look at it. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I thought... Uh, so based upon and, and so the reason why um, I wanted to to look at it and have a little bit of a dialogue about it is because I believe where Killer Mike he, he actually has an interesting perspective that's not necessarily in line with what is quote unquote popular thought 
And I think he does make some very salient points. I think he also is kind of one of those people who's kind of like, you know, just a bit of a button pusher. Mm-hmm. So, so some things like, like I feel trigger warning was like, I feel like there's a lot of like, you know, kerfuffle in there, but in the middle, it's like, okay, this is something you can take away. So the very first episode of trigger warning, it's like a lot of stuff going on, but at the end of the day, he's like, yo, take the time and opportunity to buy black once a week and take that with you. All the other shit or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's kerfuffle. But he also, also put out actual people that have black businesses that maybe weren't aware of, where to access it, how to think about buying black, supporting black, um, connecting people who are like, you know, in the community, whatever, so you can create like, like a, like a co-op and a partnership and all that other stuff. So when he was talking about like the educational stuff or whatever, and he was also talking about just like in terms of real estate and and stuff like that. I think these are things that I like to hear people who are in an entertainment sphere that you're listening to for entertainment and you're, you're looking to for something else. I think it's good for them to be able to talk about that and to talk about it with like firsthand experience and actual knowledge. So that's what I was appreciating about that. So if you watch Trigger Warning, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in Trigger Warning. And, I, and to me, again, I look at it, I definitely feel as though it was a lot of satire in there, mm-hmm. a lot of just poking fun at like the bullshit that we have in our society. I don't think a lot of it was done like he was dead ass serious. Like, especially after watching all six episodes, he couldn't have been dead ass serious. You know what oh, I mean? No, see, I think he's very serious. But I think the problem is, you know what I'm saying? You can have ideas in your head that you can't fully articulate. But if you're going to talk about them in public with such a big platform, you need to do enough research to find the people who have been able to put research and science to these ideas that you're articulating that are actually, you know what I'm saying, a lot of them ring very true, you know what I'm saying, or can be statistically proven. You know, it's just that, you know, he hasn't really done the work to be able to talk about them publicly. And I feel like when you are on, when you have a platform that big, you got to be able to, you know, not defend, but actually explain and articulate what it is you're saying so that people can actually wrap their minds around what it is that you're saying. Um, and he just is not good at doing that. And I, there's a part of me that finds that to be a little lazy. No, I was saying, and that's why I would say, did you, did you watch the interview on Black Breakfast Club? I did watch the interview in the Breakfast it's Club. It's just a so bunch like, of him yelling over What people. he was talking about with like the public school versus the private school. Like it's been proven. The studies are out there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like black kids, specifically boys, but also girls do not actually fare any better in private school settings than they do in public school settings because the level of social isolation and ostracization based on race and a lot of times class is so great, you know what I'm saying, that they end up often, you know what I'm saying, with the same outcomes as kids who go to underfunded public schools, you know what I'm saying? It's actually fucking depressing to know that, you know what I'm saying, as far as mental health and emotional health status is concerned, your kid, your black children are better off, you know what I'm saying, in an under public, in an underfunded public school setting, you know what I'm saying, than they are in a private school setting. It's fucking depressing. You know what I'm saying? That the mental health and emotional health statistics are so bad, you know what I'm saying, that it actually counters a lot of the other benefits of the better education that people think, you know what I'm saying, you should be getting. So 
I mean, it's just like there is science out there to prove a lot of what he's saying. It's just that he intuitively feels it and hasn't done the research Mm -hmm. to actually follow it up. And the reality is, like he was saying, he's going to do, you know, the solutions don't lie in everybody doing the same thing. The solutions lie in people finding what is healthiest for their children. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like even the thing when he was doing with the micronation, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's not my thing, but if you're going to do it, then do it right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to do farming, then actually get somebody out there to do the farming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just, so like, that's what I was saying. I don't think he was actually serious with that. No, like, like again, again, okay. So he, he, he was very clear that he was saying that like, you know, like, like on the interview, he said, I'm learning how to farm again. He said, I grew up on a farm because my, my, my grandfather and my grandmother had a farm. That's how we, we, were, buying, we were buying like produce and, and, and fruit. Uh, well, fruit, produce, fruit is produce. They were buying produce. Sometimes. <laughs> <of> a, uh, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Depending upon where you get it. Uh, uh, they, they were buying it off the back of a truck or whatever. And um, he, you know, he talked to a woman who does her own farming and all this stuff, a community that did their own farming. So I think a lot of that shit was like, I think, I mean... I think the idea that, like, you know, you would sit there and have, like, you know, you know, somebody create a a national anthem and and a pledge and all that shit when he's not about that shit or whatever is kind of the point of why you're saying this shit is stupid in the first place. So I think um, Christy did make a really valuable point, though, at the core of what she was saying. Now, I cannot speak specifically to Trigger Warning because I haven't watched it and I can't speak specifically to uh, the Breakfast Club interview because I haven't seen that either. But I have seen a phenomenon frequently uh, in my life, anecdotally, where brilliant people, which I believe Killer Mike is, have a tendency to just rely on their own brilliance. Mm-hmm. And you that's just, I think, a mistake that a lot of brilliant people like and who innately, inherently talented, brilliant people just rely on their natural gifts for certain things. And I think the thing that separates a lot of them from people to who ascend to another level in whatever vocation, whatever it is that they're executing, like is a people who other people who take some of their natural talent and their brilliance and they pair it with additional hard work, layers of, you know, refinement and all this other stuff that kind of just takes that natural thing and it hones it and it makes it more precise and more specific. Um, So that could be what's happening here. Mm -hmm. I just can't, I can't say that that's happening here because I haven't watched the media to determine that for myself, but the phenomenon she's speaking to, I've seen that my entire life. I think, and I think that's exactly what's going on, that there's somebody who's, you know what I'm saying, intuition has gotten him this far and he has this instinctual, you know what I'm saying, gut feeling. And it's based on some, you know what I'm saying, research, but not the deep dive that he needs to. And when you're going to speak publicly about these sorts of things, when you're going to experiment on people, you actually kind of have need to have done the deep dive. Like, I think, for instance, like what the level of energy that he put into getting the soda made promoted all of that you know what i'm saying he didn't put nearly as much energy into the rest of the stuff that he talked about or did you know what i'm saying and so i just feel like you know he totally understood that marketing (coughs) promotions licensing bottling like he had that he had a, a, a basic working knowledge of how 
that industry works in order to go and get the right people to talk to, to get a focus group together, to figure out how to get stuff into stores and everything like that. And so I feel like that came to him naturally and instinctually. So he knew the people to reach out to, but the other stuff, he really just like didn't get his Google on. And I feel like some of it is just as easy as getting your Google on. You know what I'm saying? But So can I ask you a question? Drop down and get your Google on. (laughs) Right, how, how many pop exactly. how many pop songs do we like relate to like what Damn, people talk about? Google, yeah. So but, but, but I, but, but I, hell no, I ain't leaving me alone, girl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me let me just say this one last thing. Having watched both the interview and um, trigger warning, he's dead ass serious about this shit. This is not satire at all, and that's the reason why I think it's so important that you know people take him seriously because like he didn't rent that farm, he owns that land, he bought that land, like he. Intends to do, you know what I'm saying? To, but to maybe not people. that though. I mean, so here's here's what I was saying. So I was uh, no, this... I, I, that's that's the thing. I think that you know what I'm saying. People who have crazy ass ideas that actually put money behind it. A lot of times we think they not that crazy. No, he is. You know what I'm saying? He's very serious about this shit. I feel like this. But might, he's this he's, might he's be... about owning land. But okay, so here's 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 might be a pretty uh, no, about all of it, situation. I won't have to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Stuff so so, so here's what here's what here's what I'm here's here's why I'm asking because I was watching it and I, I watched up up through yesterday evening. I watched um season I mean episode one through five. There are only six episodes, and I left the last one because it was late. And I went in and I, I happened to just talk to a coworker. And uh, he's like, yeah. So did you uh, finish watching Trigger Warning? And I was like, yeah. So I got through like blah 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 blah. He said, he said, yeah, man, th- those are actors. He said, those. He's like, he's like, yeah, like you can't you can't tell me like those those people aren't actors or whatever. And he's like, he said, yeah, the guy Mario, like he's definitely an actor. I was like, I I, I could I could see that whole thing or whatever. So again, I've seen interviews from Killer Mike for over ten years, and I've seen people talk to him before. It's like, yeah, people like talking about we want a revolution. We're gonna start our own blah blah blah. This that and the third. And he said, y'all talking all this revolution shit or whatever. How many of y'all own guns? Nobody really raised their hand. How many of y'all know how to fire a gun, clean a gun? How many of y'all know how to raise your own food? How many of y'all know how to hunt? How many of y'all know how to fish? Nobody was raising their hand. And he was saying, like he said, when I was a kid, my father, I mean, my grandfather taught me how to hunt. So you dropped me off in the middle of the woods. He said, I will come out that <laughs> motherfucker full and fed. Cause I know how to, I know how to ki- hunt, kill, and and um, strip and like um do my own game. He said I don't have no problem with none of that or whatever. So I think this was designed to entertain one, but also hopefully provoke thought. I don't think he was like dead ass serious about a lot of the shit he was doing. I think he was trying to show like how like people were talking about that revolution shit or whatever, but don't really have no fucking plans behind revolution. That's how that shit can wind up looking. I don't think he would have, like, you know what I'm saying, seriously, like, you know, like, if he was serious about that shit, he would put him in itself in a position to lose power on some shit where he owns the land. I don't think that would happen. But I hear what you're saying. I, I still think the fact that we're even having this conversation, you know what I mean? I, I feel like that, like, that could be like that, the, like, that shouldn't, I think the message maybe should be clear then, like, if we're even having this conversation. Either way, um... But I mean, or is this the purpose? He should he should get that Netflix money, which he's doing. Uh, I'm a, I'm I'm in favor of him going to get that Netflix money. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's more or less what it is. I think I think it's more or less. Um, he he's a thought provoker because at the end of the day, like he he on the Breakfast Cup thing, he was very systematic. Like like okay, this is what I know. This is what I do. Blah blah blah. blah. And his wife was like, okay, well we are gonna get this uh, this 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 apartment building. He said all I did was get it up to code. We flipped that shit. 
That's what he's talking about. So I mean, he's, he's like, like, when I hear him talk in interviews consistently, what he talks about is like owning land and owning owning a piece of like, you know, something that you can um, actually hold. So like, it's like, you know, in terms of like, you know, collective, collect, being collective and all that stuff, whatever, communicating with people who are doing something that you ain't. So if you know people, like you're a black business or whatever, and you're selling food, why not connect with people who are growing or like raising like livestock and stuff, like growing food or raising livestock and make it a truly black experience or whatever so everybody's in the cycle. So I think that's more or less what he was doing, but he was making it entertaining. There's no way LP just happened to like be in that store you know, in the first episode. <laughs> my, question for Takia, eating ribs. <laughs> my question right. for Takia is after having heard uh, you know, Christie's representations and heard Lee's representations, but this makes me think of another topic, and mm-hmm. I would like to get your take on it. Is it possible uh, for you to do both? For you to achieve what Christy is saying you should achieve, which is be a brilliant mind, but also do the necessary work, research, and refinement to present complete thoughts, but also making make it as entertaining as possible so that it grabs and connects with a wide enough base Martha of people so that it's, it's effective. No, I think Martha it is, but I think the problem that I saw is I think because of his brilliance, he's not open to any opinion that does not match the one that he's already formulated. Mm. So when Envy was talking and was trying to make a point. It was just like, let me talk over you because you're not saying exactly the same thing that I want to say. And how do you have brilliance if you're not willing to fairly engage in debate with someone? I mean, if you if you know your shit and you can debate it and, you know, it might be an opportunity for you to learn something. But I feel like he didn't even want that. He came in there with just like, these are the things I know. They might be wrong. Like, that old statistics of statistic of fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, which is not true. And if you'd have got on your Googles, you would have known that. The um thing he was saying about why don't we open up our own schools? People are doing that. There's a school, there's an um a school right here. There's a school right here in Upper Marlboro that's I don't want to put that out there because she doesn't want all that out there because she is very particular about who knows and why do you know this exists, but it's um, <laughs> but, but even it's African centric and it's you know it's small. It's all black children and it's us teaching us about us. Dope. Right, and even in D.C., I, w- I went to school uh, with with a bunch of Howard people from D.C. who went to various Afrocentric mm-hmm. schools from 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 birth. To you know what I'm saying, high school graduation in in DC. So I mean, like, not only is that something that exists, but it's something that's existed for a decade. Right. So I feel like instead of just putting it out there, like this is not a thing that we're doing, we need to do more of this. He could have done a little research and seen. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think there's advertising for the one in Upper Marlboro, but the ones in DC. I know you can easily go on the Googles and find those. I imagine there are others around the country that you could just as easily find. But it just feels like it's this like y'all ain't doing this. You're not doing enough of this. This is what I know. This is what you should be doing. Da 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 da. End of story. Shut it down. I'm gonna talk over you. I don't like what you're saying. Ugh. 
you just light skin. Right. I was like, what? <laughs> and, and to Slim's <sighs> point, I, I say Martha Stewart because Martha Stewart is brilliant. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is, you know, as long as she was running her program and even now, probably still that she still has, you know, lines that are coming out. You know what I'm saying? She cherry picks the best of the best coming out of Rhode Island School of Design and probably other schools. But she's known, you know what I'm saying, for having, you know what I'm saying, basically scouts, you know what I'm saying, at RISD and coming through and scouting out the talent because you know what I'm saying she has a farm that she lives on you know what I'm saying they're eggs she don't eat you know eggs that are older than like a day old you know what I'm saying because she has prize winning chickens the reality is in order for you to have a farm with prize winning gardens that are featured in architectural digest that have prize winning chickens and everything like that like Martha Stewart's busy you know what I'm saying being rich and famous you know what I'm saying so at the end of the day in her downtime I'm sure she goes and she looks at the chicken houses and she cleans them out but the reality is there are handlers for all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? But she also knew enough to say like, there's this other thing I don't know, like weed. So let me partner up with this guy who does. And now they have like, don't they have like a cooking show or Snoop and Martha or some shit like that. And it's like, you're expanding beyond like bedspreads and, you know, buttercream frosting to now like weed. That's sweet, sweet cat. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and before you even came out publicly with this is what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? You got yourself some good name recognition and some some behind the scenes education by doing this, you know what I'm saying, partnership with Snoop. So so yes, you can be brilliant, you know what I'm saying, and be interested in a lot of things and know that the known unknown is what you don't know and that there are people who have actually dedicated their life to this particular particular thing you know what i'm saying and so you're going to get those people to partner with you so that you cannot just get your idea expressed but so that you can learn something because i think the biggest issue that i see you know that takia pointed out with mike is that he's not just he's really not interested in taking information in which means there's a certain amount of learning that he's just not interested in doing you're the smartest person in the room you in the wrong room so you think he's like a he's like sorry a, dude he's like a stable <laughs> You're in the like wrong a, room. A more stable Kanye. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but even on some levels, Kanye was smart enough to, you know what I'm saying, take a whole bunch of time to know that he didn't understand the design industry and how fashion really worked. And he did take the time to educate himself. Now he doesn't quickly show when went he does off the rails. Yeah, he didn't have the he didn't have the patience to deal with uh he didn't have the patience to deal with it. You, you got, you got. Go speed racer, go. You, you got um, monster trucks outside your door. Hey, go just Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I, I feel like some Harley fans. Take advantage of the Grave digger. Grave digger. Bigfoot. Get your tickets now. So, so really At the quick Capital question. Center. The Capital oh, Center. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I got a quick Damn. question. Uh, <laughs> do we think that that uh, Martha Stewart has, has smoked the fatty with uh with, with Snoop? Hell yeah. I, I think that that's that has absolutely. absolutely occurred. I think that's probably how they with came with that Snoop business by I mean, herself with others. Yeah, I, 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 I believe I that's probably how that show probably came about. They probably smoking together. It's like we should do I something together. That I would Martha bet your hard earned money. Actually, probably leaning towards living in California because as someone who's been a guest 
to the federal government in a correctional facility. She's not trying to go back for any little thing. And I could totally see her eventually moving her whole shop to California because it's like, if I can smoke pot out here legally and not have to worry about shit, then I'd rather do this. Or well, she might just wait for shit to come because a lot of people got illegal in their house now. So, and like, you're farming now. You're messing around. I think there may have been an executive order that rolled back restrictions to farming hemp. If mm-hmm. I need to do a little bit more research on that, um, but yeah. I think that may have occurred, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a very positive thing. Um, now, I think it was, you know, it was Drumpf who did it. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. I think uh, Kate Savage is the one that's been saying for broken, a minute now. Broken clock. But <laughs> I think Kate Savage has been saying for a minute now he's going to be the one to legalize weed. It's possible. As a, as a way to kind of like divert and like, you know, deflect them. <laughs> like, I'm one I mean, of criticism. Hemp is one of the most sustainable resources. It's like bamboo. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's like our bamboo. It's like bamboo that can grow like virtually anywhere in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the States. And, and all of the hemp that we get from this country comes from um, first Canada and then other countries. And so it's really something that our farmers could be growing. I think especially in the wintertime, mm-hmm. um, in between like, you know, yeah, in between like, yeah. right, right. As a part of crop <laughs> rotation. And it totally helps to replenish the land because it puts nitrogen back in the soil, I think, um, or it may take nitrogen out, but whatever it does, it helps to counterbalance what uh, all of the chemical fertilizers do over the course of the growing season. But in addition to it being, you know, a part of crop rotation, it's also a serious cash crop that on some levels could be more valuable than the actual crops that they grow during the, you know, the quote unquote growing season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that, you know, it's something that a lot of farmers, especially in like the upper um, Midwest, like, you know, Montana and places like that have been advocating for. And it's also something that um, a lot of indigenous people have been um, trying to get because it is something that, you know, traditionally they have farmed on their lands um, and they want to be able to grow it on the reservations. It's something that um, could help make them more. Uh, my understanding is it's already legal on the reservations. That's my understanding. Well, it is, but it isn't. There's this, I, I don't know what the, the the technicalities are, but there has been a real um, situation between the Lakota Sioux and the, um, the federal government over the growing of hemp, so much so that as recently as I want to say, like maybe four or five years ago, definitely under the Obama administration, um, they were having their crops torn up. So it's not a, a cut and dry situation. And even though they have sovereignty issues, it becomes an issue of transport and everything like that, because technically, because cannabis and hemp are listed together, it is still you know illegal in this country to grow hemp. And you have to have a license, I do believe. I'll tell you what, hemp is so versatile. Sometimes I wonder, like, what, how many you could already make just about anything with him. Build a house or wait, it used make to be a what our money what was if, printed on. What if, what if George Washington Carver had been the one who got his hands on him? All the stuff he did with the peanut. Maybe he that. Maybe that's how he did all the shit with the peanut. <laughs> he, found, he got he his hands on. Him first. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, yo, that look like a peanut. Yo, we should like wash this nut and like make butter out of it. Which yo, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yo, what if I took that potato? I'm pretty sure the Constitution is written on him. Um, I, I, I could be incorrect with this. Uh, so I'm gonna say that early, but uh, I believe that there there was a a debate as to whether or not. Uh, the early cars were going to run on uh, what is now petroleum or were they going to run on hemp 
and like the decision was made to run obviously not on him. Man, freaking oil industry, man. The freaking oil industry. I could be are incorrect you, with are that. You nailed it was something. It's something in that era where like hemp was going to be the thing. Maybe it was like the what they were going to use. I don't know. They're going to hemp was going to be a, a major staple in terms of what people did, and there's like the stigma around it, and they chose to go away from it. Are you now saying that the oil industry not only kept us from electric vehicles? Water vehicles. Decades before their time. And water vehicles. Water vehicles decades before their time. It also kept us from hemp vehicles. Possibly. I could be incorrect with that. I, I could be comp- Sometimes I well, conflate. Well, I'm going to believe it because I want to be angry <laughs> sometimes at the Sometimes I conflate. Darn it. Sometimes I conflate information. That so that could be incorrect. Well, golly, G. My hate has never let me down. That is an inaccurate <laughs> statement. Hate pretty much, much always. So I, I will. I will also say this. I, I watched the Netflix documentary on Roger Stone. Uh, I thought you were gonna say abducted in plain sight. No, huh? Go Did ahead. you learn anything? I, th- I thought it was interesting. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I, just, I, I thought it was interesting. I was. I was just shaking my head watching. Like, it was like wow. I really have to watch how much energy I give to Trump's stunt queens. Mm, yeah. This, but he was like, so he like, he's like, this dude, like, literally, they they called him in the documentary. They called him the the Forrest Gump of politics. Mm-hmm. Then they just started rolling out pictures like Roger Stone with Nixon. Roger I guess Stone like he has a Reagan. Nixon tattoo on his back. Yeah, but he actually worked for Nixon. That's why he exalts him so, so? much. Or yeah, yeah, I get it. But he actually thinks Nixon is shit, though. I'll so. I'll simply say this. As you as you all know, we had serious, very. Serious he also worked with Al Sharpton. In my family about uh you know moving to toronto and ultimately we decided not to do that but as i continue watching a handsmaid's tale and then saw brett kavanaugh go to the supreme court and then saw you know you look at the statistics on how many judges this mofo has appointed to jurisdictions and municipalities around the country I'm just saying I'm reopening discussions with the family about getting some having a plan in At place. At least have a dual citizenship. Yeah, let me maybe. let me put a plan in place to make sure because I'm telling you, the moment she come back home and tell me she couldn't get a prescription without me signing for it, mount up. We gone. The, the Look, moment it Melania happened. Melania already let y'all know what was happening with those Christmas trees. <laughs> a, a lot, a lot of people um, who have money have been essentially making goodwill donations to other nations like uh, New Zealand, make a hefty donation and then wind up getting citizenship or whatever, put the little compound out there, whatever. Oh, you can buy a second citizenship. People who have money Mm -hmm. have been doing that for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I was, yeah. So that, a lot of people, so like, you know, no. Just just throwing it out there, New Zealand has no snakes. Just throwing it out there. It's not fucking Australia then. No, where is there that's safe to go for black people? Uh, Canada's significantly safer. There's a lot of wild, wild there's, country in Canada. There's not a lot of places safe for black folk, but Canada is there, safer. Is there any, really? I mean, safer, yes, but yeah. is, is there any safe place? Though? Well, when like, you for, say for, for, safe, when you talk, and when you're talking about you black mean? people, which black people? You talking about American black people? Are we talking about like Twenty One Savage black very, people? Very, very. <laughs> I don't know if there's anywhere safe for him to go. What is this clear liquid in my cup? There's no herbs in it at all. Not know about water. Not a single herb. What is this? It tastes delicious. So refreshing. Or vegetables. She pulled it out of a. She pulled it out of a bottle. It said Fiji on it. 
Water is like always around. It's ubiquitous. You you it's go to the everywhere. kitchen, you go to I mean he's not bathroom. homeless. Yeah, yeah. So he's seen water before. Just to think like, oh, I can drink that. You know, I drank so much of it. What the fuck? I, when I, I urinated, and my urine was clear. It was not the color of an ale. I did not know. It, did, <laughs> it, did, it didn't have the color of a stout. <laughs> like, nigga. It didn't smell like a stout either. I was going to say, no, your I urine didn't. just smells like just street, just straight garbage. Yeah, his his, his urine smells like gibberish. Why does my urine smell like gibberish? His name also indicates that he is of African, you know what I'm saying? Like Shah or, you know, descent, like, Sha like direct African. Abraham like, Joseph. Shah. Right. Is it either Shah or Shah Yah? Yah, Yah, Yah. Yah, 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 Yah. It's like S H A A Y A A. Your parents are clearly, you know what I'm saying, of African, you know, directly from Africa. And you, my friend, may not have even been born, you know what I'm saying, on British soil, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm really not believing that you don't know that water is a beverage. Like, I just cannot believe. I'm, I mean, you've been to a restaurant in the United States. The first thing they give you is water. Until you that mean you got to drink it. I'm just saying, but, but like you see said, everybody else drinking. What is this swill? You see everybody else drinking. You never thought to like, hmm. Nah. No, no. Mm-mm. Maybe there's a little hot. Right, well, how, how do you, how do you like, for example, really think what do you do you, when I, you have no, a hangover? No, no. I really think you drink more liquor. Hello, hair of the dog. I really think you <laughs> just are giving niggas too much credit. Niggas are trash. I mean, even at diners, they give you water. That's what I said. I know that nigga Dang. doesn't say That don't mean you drink it. They don't give you water. They give you water. <laughs> I mean, somebody tried to get me to toss his salad once. That don't mean I did it. Just because it's offered don't mean you got to take it. Hey, yeah, yeah because I mean, she also doesn't eat those vegetables. So. <laughs> <laughs> no vegetables I fuck with. So just because it's offered doesn't mean you have to partake in it. It's just recycled vegetables. I think, <laughs> I think Canada would be safe depending on the province you go to. Like after visiting Canada several times at this point, I know there there are places in Canada where I, I will not visit. Um, I feel like I will go to Ontario. I'll go to Toronto as a city. Um, I may even go to Brockville, which is a small town, but everybody was extremely pleasant. What about Quebec? What about Quebec? No. Say what you say, what's Chrissy? What about the West Coast? What about Vancouver? See, I don't know. There I don't was know. A, I think there I'm going to try to go to Vancouver this year. There was a province that I was specifically warned about the racism in Canada. Like, See, I was specifically warned about it. And I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. So I got to I gotta text some friends to <laughs> so that they can reorient me on that. I thought it might have been Quebec. But, uh, I, don't, I can't I, remember. You know I suck at geography, so I'm not going to throw nothing out there. It was in my, I mean, last, during my last visit. But they were like, I've, oh, we went. It was so racist. These were white people in Canada telling me it was racist <laughs> when they went. Right. I, I mean, I, I didn't was, feel particularly welcome in Montreal. Like, I'm legit allergic to the cold, maybe, so I can't actually survive a Canadian winter on the East Coast. No, I, I mean, nobody. Have a better chance of surviving a West Coast Canadian. You know, nobody threw, like, fruits at me or, you know, recycled vegetables. But I just, you know. <laughs> You know, there was something in the air about Montreal that was like, okay, I, I came. I don't, I don't need to come back here. No. Too French? Uh, too racist? French? <laughs> I didn't find... Um, I didn't find... They got their niggas on the, out, uh, on the outskirts of their cities. You know what I'm saying? Like France. Like, yeah. uh, Takia <laughs> may not agree with this assessment. I'm almost certain she will not agree with this assessment, but 
I didn't find the winner in Toronto Jeez. to be too bad. Um, the winner in Chicago is way worse than the winner in uh, Toronto. Chicago got that win, baby. They, yeah, they got that, that lake got effect. That lake effect. Yeah, that lake yeah. effect. It makes up everything. It's legit Siberia up there. Toronto was like not that much colder than here. It was like it's a few degrees colder than here. It was zero. I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. <laughs> it was literally zero. I'm going to tell you like this. After I had been to Iceland, I didn't give a fuck about that Toronto. Iceland, one. I mean, depending you on when you go. You went there a month and a half time. That's how I was like, well, depending no, on when no, you no, go. No, 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 Yeah. No, no. Their 20 degrees is different than our 20 degrees. Like, I, I literally, it literally, like, it literally is one of those things, like, we were, like, when I was there, it might have been, like, 24 degrees when I when we were there. And it dropped down to 23, and you felt that shit. So I'll give you fuck? that. What the? Like, oh. <laughs> that, that, that cold stay with you. It's like, it's like when you're in Africa, and the heat get on you, and it's like, hello, I'm the sun. I'm going to be with this entire trip. I mean, when I went to Iceland, when I went to a glacier, like I was like standing out there, and that wind was blowing. I was just like, this this is fucking cold. Mm. And they were like, don't walk away too far because you might get lost, and we're not going to come find you. I was like, all right. Well, that means I need to get back on this bus because I'm not fucking getting lost in no fucking snowdrifts. Like, y'all want to go over there and take pictures? Go. They gave you the warning. You know what? That's all you have to say to me. Like I'm be, I'm I mean, be right next to the tour guide the entire time. I'm like, hey, tour guide, I'm going right. I'm going right over there. Driving I'm to go- where we were going, like it was like such whiteout conditions. They mm-hmm. were like, so we we're only using the GPS right now. We we can't see anything mm-hmm. literally. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is comforting. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing is when you took pictures and when I took pictures, we were in some of the same places. I lie, like when you went to Africa. And I recognized that waterfall in front of. There was no greenery when I was there. It was straight, just like frozen, damn near. Oh no, I was taking off my coat. Like, yeah, get yeah, into yeah. This nah, nah, I was like this, like look at this arch. Oh. Try, trying to watch, watch trying to watch mm. the snot. You know, like the involuntary mm. snot that builds up on your you on your on your upper lip. And like, look, I take pictures too. Yeah, all the arch. <laughs> I die. Stand so on your sexy. back foot. So sexy. Yeah, on my back leg. Yeah. Stand on my back I'm leg. Oh, you want to be all specific? Now. It makes me shorter, so you know. It, it does. Stand on my back. It does. So you posted this um, after we finished recording. Okay. I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up, but I do want to bring it up. Okay. Shoot. Did I did I do something wrong? Mm-mm. Okay. Did I do Just something? At uh, that be determined. But I can't get it. <laughs> That's yet to be determined. Usual response when I talk. B Smith. Mm. So B Smith has been married to her husband for a while. 24 years, I think. She was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2014. Mm, that sounds about right. If he, it's not 2009. I thought it was like maybe 2009, but I could be wrong. But go ahead. I don't he's know. he's been matter. her it's caretaker. Yeah. Um, recently, he has been going on all of the outlets talking about his happiness with his move-in girlfriend, Alex. I can't remember her name. That's her name. Yeah. That wasn't a question. <laughs> it sounded like one. It sounded like one. My it bad. was not. Okay. Um, and so there's been a lot of debate about like whether or not, um, you know, what he was doing with some fuck nigga shit, which it was. Um, so I just wanted to open it up for discussion. Understanding that he is the caretaker for a person with Alzheimer's. I'm just going to put my part out there first. Um, and I do understand that there, you know, he is still alive and he has needs for companionship and company and 
probably um, some wet, wet, whatever. The fact that the clinical. That's the clinical term. That's when it's proper. See? Clinical. Um, But the fact that he had to move her in and the way he's just like boasting about it and talking about it on the Facebooks, using all these exclamation points because punctuation matters. Personally, I have a problem with it. But I know some people are like, oh, no, you don't know what they talked about. You know, this is like a, a thing and he gets lonely and... Janet I ain't Johnson. got no problem with the setup. He just talked too fucking much. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm with the uh, the savage one on this one. I, I I like. I don't have any religious objections to it because I ain't religious. So I think that once, like at, at this point in my life, having encountered many people, um, unfortunately. Um, who have gone the way of Alzheimer's or early onset dementia. Um, I understand that there becomes a point where, and I've seen this anecdotally, where the person you married, they just, they not there. If Mm -hmm. they're there, they're so far trapped inside um, that there's no getting out either way. So uh, I think if you're going to move on, Move. I think you are within your rights to do so. Now, I do think you can do so respectfully and you can do so disrespectfully. And based on what I've heard, and again, everybody, you telling it from your perspective, um, you know, I see posts and memes, people telling it from their perspective. So it comes with a certain connotation when people tell it. But based on what I've heard, I think he's a little out of pocket with like being disrespectful. Your wife is still your wife, point blank. You love that woman enough that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with that woman and you put her first. She doesn't stop being first just because she has Alzheimer's. So I think you still treat and conduct her like she's first. Even if you've moved on to start another relationship with a person so you're not lonely. And I even understand that an old girl even helps as a tear as a caretaker. And, and I think that is something that's actually beautiful, but is getting lost because he's out of pocket with how he's conducting himself, like expressing. I, I know how it feels to be in love with somebody and not want to like not want to not claim that person. Like you want to say, as Ron Burgundy would say, you want to stand on top of a mountain. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, yell it. But you don't have a mountain. All you have is a, a news screen and a, and a teleprompter. Okay, that went off the rails a little bit. But, I didn't know where you were going. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, I'm sorry. I, was, I went anchorman. Sorry. My train goes off the track. Yeah, it went Pick it all up. the way off. Yes. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. It up. I'm back, back on the scene. Back on the scene? Okay. The scene. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think sometimes you have to, even if we don't all agree with how putting your partner first looks, you got to put your partner first. And I think there's a way, there's a universe where you have the new relationship with Mm -hmm. the new person, but you do it respectfully so that, I mean, it's bad enough she got dementia, you know what I'm saying? And she can't even, she don't have the capacity to speak out about all the business that you putting in the street, you know, 
It's really nobody else's business what y'all doing. Mm-hmm. You could even make that a condition of the new of the arrangement. Like, look, I love you, but we are still married. She is still a priority. I'm still her caretaker. And narrative is very important. And I don't want the narrative of her history to be she got dementia and her husband started running around and he was all respected. I just sound like a damn fool. For Uh her. So that's where I am with it. I I think I I like in a a verbose way agreed with uh, Chris. So I am. I pretty much asked people for their thoughts because I, I saw both in both sides of the argument. Not saying there's only two, but I, I, I saw from different angles. Um, I would have to agree with Slim's uh, verbose take. It was so verbose. It was it was, it was a lot of verbosity. Yeah. Uh, but I would have to agree in the sense that what's a wrong um, and I just don't know how that happened. Because <laughs> he's an American treasure. That's what happened. <laughs> I, I would I would agree that. Um, I, th- I think there's a certain level of decorum that is owed, especially because from 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 what I understood of B. Smith, and I'm not saying I'm the, like a repository of information when it comes to her, but she, from what I understand, wasn't the most public person anyway. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and it's just on top of that, it's just like, if the shoe were on the other foot, would you really be cool with like, you know, really? your old lady stepping out like and like, you know, like doing you like that, whatever. It's like, if you, if that's your, that's what you want to do, like just have enough like decency to like just keep it to yourself and to like between mm-hmm. and just do do your thing if that's what you want to do. But, he can't. Like, He's being real fuck nigga about it. Yeah, that, that that's what that's what I would be about. Because at the end of the day, like when it, when it comes down to like marriages or whatever, that, like your marriage is your marriage, mm-hmm. and like you know people want to have this whole cookie cutter thing. Like every marriage has to have the same. Uh, they want an archetype. They want to. Yeah, and and, it, and it's not archetype. that. As somebody who's been married, and I had to unlearn that shit real fast once I got married because I had ideas of what marriage was. I'd seen a lot of marriages, most of which weren't healthy, and then I got into a marriage, and I was like, okay, a lot of the shit that I thought I understood didn't quite understand. So, like, I, I at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yes. Start the fire over there. Like all we see is you rubbing. Like is that what's sis? Cat came and she was up against the screen. The girl cat. Uh, what girl cat? Because that's what it looked like you were rubbing. Okay, that's what it looked like. Need more wood for the fire. Bristly cat. And then I moved her, but then she like the way she was sitting, it pulled my my sarong open. So then I closed it, and I was trying to smooth it down. That's probably what you heard. But all of this because she just you know she quietly walks up on me, and she don't actually like the boy will come and he'll announce his presence, and he'll like look at me like oh I want so it's still happening. It's still happening. So bristly. Yeah, that 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 is wow. This a room made of sandpaper? What is what? No, exfoliating? There's no gabardine in that. No, <laughs> exfoliating no. what the pom poms say. Say go K Savage. Cotton, but it has a lot of starch in it, and so it never really washes out and it stays kind of stiff. We're gonna switch you to hemp. Maybe it's not gonna be <laughs> switch you to the hemp sarong. She can switch herself to that. <laughs> it's K Savage, baby. They don't. I, I was trying to find it in cotton silk, but I couldn't, so I just went with the cotton. Oh. 
So, you make a good point, man. You got, right. people got to define every every relationship. Like I read a post today in one of the groups I'm in, and the question was, uh, when when in a relationship? <laughs> starting a fire over there. <laughs> Like, the like here's the thing I was gonna edit all that shit out until y'all like directly addressed it yeah. I, was gonna, I was gonna keep talking it's too whatever. distracting but once, y'all, like, once y'all started talking about it, I'm like now nah, I gotta let it play so now everybody knows yeah, what the hell is going don't, on don't edit that out yeah. don't edit that they gonna be like better. what the fuck is that I want that sandpaper sarong in there I want that's what I want <laughs> okay you got Man. the softest skin ever but the, so the, the post said <laughs> <laughs> Thighs like velvet. You ain't got no, ep- no epidermis. You, you dermis. You all dermis. Damn, I'm going to start calling you all dermis. You all dermis. Mm. You moderma. All right, so the, the question asks, uh, when, when are you obligated to become monogamous? And my response was, when... The two of you agree that you're supposed to be monogamous. Like Thank there's, you. There's yeah. no mm-hmm. obligation to be monogamous unless you've explicitly stated that amongst yourselves that you're going to be exclusive and you're going to Don't be monogamous. And those who those who know me know that I'm very specific about such things. You nah. I put it in my proposal. <laughs> you put a lot of shit in your proposal. Your shit was a, like a bullet point. Your shit was a panther like like manifesto. I thought you had a PowerPoint. I, I had slides. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, that was the most. This slide shows proposal. how I plan to love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, you plan to get this money with me? That was actually one of the questions. Oh yeah. You, you gonna get this money with? Oh, you me. Gonna, hey, look. Yes, yeah. yes. Like like. Do you like? Hey, this is a contract. Shut up. Don't don't say yes. Yeah, my, my proposal was so long. <laughs> she said yeah in the first. Third, like I wasn't even finished. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> I was like, no, no, baby. No, no, we not, we not done. I'm selling my knee, bro. It's, it's gonna be a while. Like, everybody get comfortable. I got so many more clauses. <laughs> Which brings up like a good point because we don't know what the discussion was. We don't between B Smith and her husband we when don't. she got sick. She could have said, you know, she could have agreed to all of this shit, and it's just a bunch of outsiders looking at her husband being, you know, real wild style. Exactly. And you know, she could have agreed to. All of this in the beginning, or conversely, she could have agreed to none of this shit. Do you feel like? Do you feel like if she had agreed with it, she he would have just said that? Like, hey, we talked about this, and this is a possibility. And I feel like that would have come out. I don't know because of the way he's presenting things. Like, I don't know either. One of the things he was saying is like, oh, somebody was asking. um, I was like, oh, me, Alex, and B. We did da da da. Someone was like, who's Alex? And I was like, that's my life partner. And they were like, what about B? She's my wife. This just works. And it's just like, okay. I feel like you could have said the same thing a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You could have just been like, oh, you know, Alex is my friend. She's been a great support to me during this she's time. My support system. Things are very, you know, difficult with B, but exactly. she's been there. Mm-hmm. So he's presenting himself in real fuck nigga ways. So that's why people are looking at him in, in real, real fuck nigga ways. Yeah, okay. He's even Right. You know he's lacking in decor. Even yeah. if he did move her in, which that's the part decor that I disagree with. I feel like he could have, like, That'd you can have... That'd be good to play on words. I'll, I'll wait. I'm sorry. I feel like, you know, he could have had this relationship because I am also not saying that he does not need his outlets. But I feel like me personally, and I've had this conversation with my husband, like, don't do this dumb shit. I got a problem with it. Moving her in, I feel like that was a bit much. Maybe he had a conversation with the daughter and the daughter was like, oh, she's going to be a help. This is cool. But to just be like, oh, 
you know, let me feed your bee and then let me go, you know, tap this in the next room. I feel like that's a little reckless. See, I just, I feel like he talked too much because the reality (laughs) is the situation is so complicated and complex. I mean, you know, basically B, you know what I'm saying, is non-compassmentous in like, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I feel like, you know, she's not really carrying on a conversation, you know, that anybody is following. She's not really aware of what she is. She just needs to be kept comfortable and in familiar surroundings. And I think people need to understand that when you have a certain level of dementia, you know, like familiar surroundings doesn't necessarily mean that you have any idea where you at. It just means that this is familiar to you. But you, if somebody directly asked you where you was at, other than maybe home or a particular place, there's not necessarily a connection with, you know, what's going on. So I feel like it's just so complicated. You know, the, the broad lives three hours away. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's not like she's moved in. She actually has her own life. It's just that when she's up there because it's a three-hour drive, you know what I'm saying? She's there for probably a good two, three, four days. You know what I'm saying? Totally understandable. Anybody who had a lover who lived two or three hours away, you know what I'm saying, would probably be there for at least two or three days when they went to go visit them. You know what I'm saying? Because who got time to be commuting three hours, you know what I'm saying, one way, you know what I'm saying, for only, you know what I'm saying, what what is less than a work day. Come on now. So I just feel like the situation is so complex, you know what I'm saying? And this is the problem with people who live their life for the gram. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, he, you know, the article that I read was talking about, you know, how he's got this Instagram and his Facebook account and, you know, it's, it's, it's a resource, you know, for all the followers, you know, for support for people dealing with Alzheimer's, you know, as caretakers and everything like that. And I feel like I respect his honesty and wanting to say, hey, my truth is as a caretaker, this shit is draining. You know what I'm saying? In so many ways that I can't even begin to explain it. And so I need a companion to help me through it. You know what I'm saying? And here we are. You know what I'm saying? But like getting pictures taken or put posting pictures of somebody you're dating is totally different from putting all your business out in the street. And he didn't put all his business out in the street. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is I feel like people's reaction to this story is really a litmus test for how people feel about non-monogamy in their own lives. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And whether or not they're open to it, because ultimately that's really what it comes down to. Are you okay with non-monogamy in your own personal situation or are you not? You know what I'm saying? I and think for me, not, it just comes down to respect for your partner. I mean, that's the biggest issue I had but, with but, it, regardless but, but, of whether it was monogamous or not. It was just like the way that he's presenting things, because even but, if he wanted to have this woman, be respectful to both women. But I feel like it only feels disrespectful to people who are probably not open to monogamy or, or non-monogamy because I don't think it's just that. No, that's not I don't not think it's just that because there's issue. another there's another thing in the room where like the fact that she's white. A Even, lot of have problems with I mean, that. I would have problems if there's somebody that I'm just having sex with. It's like, yeah, you know, I was like laying that down. Like, nigga, what the... F-? Even if I'm fucking five other people, like, can you keep some of that quiet? <laughs> and regardless of whether it has to do with monogamy or not, I, I, my okay, issue yeah. is a respect issue. Just having respect for everybody involved, including himself. Because in the end, he's not painting himself in the best light. He's painting everybody with an ugly brush. 
Now, see, I don't Instagram. I don't follow him on Instagram or Facebook. Mm-mm, no. You know what I'm saying? I don't even go on Instagram. I only read the article, you know, on MSN that came from the post. So it none of that extra shit was in the post article. You know, the post article was presented as, you know, a pretty straightforward, like this is what's going on. You know what I'm saying? This is why you can kind of understand some of the nuances. And um, but I, I don't follow his other comments, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what his running commentary is, but I could totally see him being somebody who talks too fucking much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is the only time when he should, in my opinion, have publicly come out and stated that he had an actual girlfriend was after B died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it would only be because you either got married or she <clears> moved <throat> in or you just moved on with your life so quickly that people had to snap their necks and be like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And you could be like, oh, well, this Sometimes is what was going on. You know what I'm saying? So people could get a hindsight view. But otherwise, I feel like, you know, he just talks too much mm-hmm. because I guess. You know, like like you're saying, T, you know, like he 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 posting too much. He's talking too much. He's too much to the public about what's going on. And I feel like on some level, you know, that just smacks of a lack of self-respect. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I feel like most people who look like they live their life for the gram kind of smack to a lot of people like they lack some self-respect. So, so I don't know. Um, one of the reasons why I actually uh, posted, uh, other than the fact that obviously it was like, you know, like fell under shit you might have missed because I hadn't heard a lot of people talking about it before I posted it. Not saying they weren't. I'm just saying I hadn't heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, <clears throat> is the element that I, I, I was hoping to get conversation about or whatever also, or at least to get people thinking about is these are the type of conversations that we need to have that we often are not having. Um, we don't talk about like, you know, one of the first things that I did on Flash Black was talk about prostate health because black men are two and a half times more likely to be affected and or die from prostate cancer. There's a lot of stuff that we um, we don't talk about in our community and stuff like Alzheimer's falls under that aegis. So um, I want us to have conversations about um, assisted living care and stuff like that before it's too late and have conversations with your partner about what happens under this scenario. Because we take the vows until death do you part, but once you get married and once you actually take them vows and actually end that shit, it's a whole different thing. It's cute before you actually take the vows. And, and have, <laughs> have conversations, have explicit conversations about what the expectations are in your relationship. And feel period. free to revisit them. Because you're, each, indiv- each couple or each, I'm going to say each relationship, I, I'm trying to train myself to not say each couple mm-hmm. because there are many different compositions of relationship and all of those mm-hmm. compositions don't aren't comprised of only two people. So mm-hmm. I would say every relationship, everybody needs to set their boundaries. Lee made a good point. Be able to talk openly about it. So if you need to revise or reassess, um, give people an opportunity to deal in full disclosure about what's going on uh, amongst you. Um, and, and just like, don't be a prisoner to the paradigm of what the basically what the religiously defined construct and this particular religious iteration of it, because that's even been different over uh, the centuries. Hush your um, So, so just like talk about your relationship talk about what works for you two or you all in your relationship and what doesn't and what doesn't and then live by the rules that you all set for each other 
not by the socially constructed paradigm that you're supposed to live under with, with not even not talking about it, not fully understanding the construct, not fully understanding its origins. And I think that one of the main reasons I recommend to people to get a prenup is not because most marital situations don't even really need a prenup. Like when you when you think about like what the circumstances are actually going to be when or if a divorce occurs, there's not enough assets like the salary disparities aren't often large enough. Like it's really the only thing it really comes down to is custody of children if you have them. And Division that's something that's something that could well, I say assets. Mm-hmm. The um the custody of children is also that could be addressed in a prenuptial agreement. So I think you should address it for those reasons, even though it's not likely to play a big factor uh, because there's not going to be enough variables for it to have a factor. But when you're a uh, marriage on its most basic level is a contractual agreement. You don't get into a business agreement without having Insurance. some provisions of how you're going to unwind that business should it become necessary to do so. That's one thing. The second reason is you you should be able to have a conversation about it before you get married. And if you can't have a conversation about it, maybe you shouldn't get married. That's an indication about whether or not either you shouldn't be getting married or the other person shouldn't be getting married or you shouldn't be getting married to well, each other. It takes some time to like really like work our shit out. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons is just like if you can't even have that discussion, that some light bulbs should be going off if you can't have the discussion. And then another reason to get a prenup is just that, you know, in the beginning of your relationship, that's supposed to be the time when everybody that's, like, that's best actually likes everybody and they care about each other's well-being and they want what's best for the other person. And you don't want to be deciding how you go and divvy stuff up when you hate each other and you, you know, feel like that person ruined your life and wasted all your time and all this other stuff. So anyway. I also feel like if you're going to have a prenup, you should have some basic rules of engagement in there too. You know what I'm saying? Because how you're going to divide the property is one thing, but you also should have a guideline for like basic civil communication because it's very easy to establish how you should talk to each other when you like each other so that if you ever get to the point where you hate each other and can only think murderous thoughts about each other, you have, you know, some basic rules back from when you actually did like each other about how you're going to address each other moving forward. Because I think sometimes people have to be reminded, like, as much as you hate this person now, you used to like want to lick their asshole. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, please, you know what I'm saying? Like relax with some of the stuff that you're saying and even thinking about them. Cause like you, you, you picked this person. Yep. That was your choice. Also, you can love someone without wanting to lick their asshole. (laughs) But can you? Yes, you can. But I feel like the people who hate each other to the point where they need to be reminded how to talk to each other probably used to be so into each other that they would have licked their ass. Probably. Uh, Or they could just be into that because I'm not, you know, knocking people who are into that. I don't want that. It's just not my ministry. To each their own. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't do any, 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 any play at all. Can't spell Mm -hmm. anus without us. No. Well, us about to go. Because I feel like we are going down a dirty rabbit hole of recycled vegetables. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not interested in it. Um, So, yeah, we're going to 
wrap this up. Damn, um, you don't chew your food at all, do you? Recycle <laughs> 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 vegetables. That is a good one. You got teeth. Use them, man. Uh, oh, you had corn. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I hate you all. Um, Maybe you should try a stew or have a smoothie. <laughs> have some water. <laughs> Put that tea away. What Drink some water. What is this? What is this delightfully refreshing beverage? My goodness. Wait, and how about this? That Spelt nigga was never drunk spray. and suddenly broke out into some British accent. Like, I just am not <laughs> Maybe that's why he's a mumble rapper. What is this <laughs> heavenly ambrosia? <laughs> An elixir. Oh, <sighs> 21. Oh, shaw. I've never Shia. heard any Shia. subtle British accent. I mean, you know, to the point, you know, it's... The unsubtleness of a British accent is such that children watching Peppa Pig, you know what I'm saying, have developed British accents and their parents are disturbed. So, like, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Peppa Pig can give you this, you know what I'm saying, then, like, I refuse to believe that he came here and had everybody completely fooled and never once said, you know what I'm saying, oh, I was in the lift or the lorry or the loot. Like, I just Call me on my mobile. The flat. Right, because even this if he moved here when he was, like, different. supposedly he moved here when he was 14. Um, oh, yeah, he was already saying flat. Anyone who's ever been to Atlanta or Shame. heard of Atlanta or heard anyone speak from Atlanta knows that they actually have a, I mean, the way they speak is almost like a different language. I refuse to believe nobody looked at him like, yeah, the fuck you say? Well, right. What are you talking about? Shagging. You had to What's learn that? American English, but you had to learn Black American English of the Atlanta variety. Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? When That's you different. got here, and you telling me you got to be famous, and none of your elementary, middle school, high school friends was like none of your mates. Man, 21, 21, 21. Well, thank you, thank you. Nobody was like, oh my god, I remember that nigga from such and such. She used to be blah blah blah. I, I can't. Yeah, this weird ass accent. Maybe the tattoo on his face was like Superman's glasses. Maybe nobody nobody, nobody no, recognized him. We are out on that <laughs> on that note. Signing off, <laughs> T Rich. As double. <laughs> I say. How did that ever work? I. K Savage. Division uh, <laughs> <laughs> Parks, aka Leave Minutes Third. <laughs> Join us next week for another rousing conversation here on shit you might have missed. Um, yes, as I, as I always say, I'm sorry. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bugger, Cheerio. Bugger it. Stay, stay woke. Oh, I say. Didn't even get into Liam Neeson and his racist Yeah, thing. the racist thing. Yeah, I saw that shit. I was like, that, yo. That shit broke my heart, yo. Did it? Like, you it just did. said no, nothing surprised you. It didn't surprise me, but disappointment is strong, you know, man. No, 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 what I found interesting about that. I really don't want to be racist. You know what I found interesting about that whole